We have talked a lot about comparison in this series, and we've learned what happens when we find ourselves comparing what we have to what other people have. We've talked about what it looks like when we compare who we are to who other people are, and last week we even talked about what it looks like to compare the people in our lives to the people in other people's lives. And really, underneath all of that comparing is this underlying give and take and pull and tug and tug of war, if you will, of more versus enough. We kind of saw this in week one. More versus enough. It's, it's so hard for us because we're hardwired, all of us, to want more. We, that's just human nature. It's the way God made us. Desire, ambition, and drive, all of those good things can get out of hand. We're constantly like, I, I want more, I need more, I want more, I need more, because we don't have a good read on what enough is. And just about the time we think we have enough, we end up struggling with more, right? And we've told ourselves, if I could get just this, more, this much more, that would be enough. And then we got that much more, and it's not enough because there's more. So more and enough, more and enough, this is constantly going to be something we have to fight with and fight against. And what we're going to talk about today as we wrap up the series is something that addresses all of that and helps remedy all of that. And it's the power of gratitude. The power of gratitude really does remedy this whole thing of comparison more than anything else I know, better than anything else I know, it will set you free. It really will set you free from the chains of comparison that hold you and bind you, comparing what you have with what they have and who you are with who they are and this person in your life with the person in their life. The power of gratitude, unlike anything else I know, will reframe your desire for more and redefine your definition of what enough is. It's been said, and I don't know who said it, but I think it's brilliant, that gratitude has a way of taking whatever you have and turning it into enough. Think about that. Gratitude has a way of taking whatever you have, no matter what you have, and turning it into enough. And I believe with all my heart that nothing stops comparison dead in its tracks, faster and better than Gratitude, And it's so much bigger than just being thankful for things. It's actually refocusing your life around thankfulness. And there is a difference. And wow, how nifty that it happens to just be Thanksgiving week. Almost as if it were planned. <laughs> right? Here's something odd about comparison that you need to uh, be aware of. Something that I find fascinating when I, when I watch it happen in my own life. But comparison has a way of making you feel bad about what you once felt good about. Comparison has a way of taking something that you felt really good about, you were excited about, and you told yourself, man, that's it. When I get that, when I hit that level, when I hit that pinnacle, then boom, I'm there. And then you start comparing to other people and other things and other situations and then you look back at this thing that you were once so happy with and so happy about and you go, huh, it's kind of old, rusty, musty, dusty. I'm not sure if that's doing the trick anymore, right? And it happens with people. It happens with people. See, you used, you used to be really happy with your marriage. 
right? Until you compared it to their marriage. You said, no, I was real happy in marriage until I was married. No, I'll go, no, 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 no. Right? You used to look at your husband and be like, man, I'm, he is the catch, he is the catch. And then you start comparing him to everybody else that you think you know, that you think you have a read on, but you really don't. And you're all of a sudden like, I don't know about him. I don't know about him. Maybe I married a dud. You look at your wife, and you used to be so happy with that. She's the woman of my dreams and all of that. And, and then after a while, you start like, well, that, that woman, you see that? Woman over there, I bet she doesn't bite. I bet if I was married to her, she wouldn't bite my head off all the time for the littlest nothings. Huh. Huh. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. You look at your family and you go, wow, I used to be so happy with my family. And then you start comparing them to all the Instagram families. And you're like, well, we don't, we don't smile like that. We, we don't get moments like that. You look at your friends and say, I used to be happy with my friends until I compare my friends to all their friends. I used to be happy with my job until I compare it to their job. And it gets that way with stuff, too. Oh, my goodness. You used to be happy with what you have until the new version came out. And there's always a new version. Why do they make new versions? Right? And you're like, why? Why? Why does it have to be new and improved? New and improved? New and improved? I kind of was happy. I thought I had the newest and the latest. And then they came out with something else. And I'm like, oh. Because you, you convinced yourself, as soon as I get this model, as soon as I get this version, I can't imagine, and we say things like this, I can't imagine that I would ever need anything else until they update it. I can imagine it now. <laughs> right? Yeah. I had this experience not long ago. Um, I love my truck. I have a truck. I love my truck. I waited a long time to get my truck. Um, love it, love it, love it. I drove six hours one way to pick this truck up because I knew what I was looking for. And when I found it, I loved, I mean, that just my truck. I mean, the truck is like my domain. I have this thing that I tell my wife, I love it when we're in the car or in the truck together. And she says, do you have, and she asks for anything. And I'm like, yep. No matter what it is. Yep. Because see, in, in my world, I should be able to survive out of my truck for about a week to 10 days. I should have something in there to help me live for about a week to 10 days at, at all times. I mean, it's, that's just, I love my truck. Now, my truck is not, it's not an old truck. It's an 08, but it's not a super new truck either. It's just right. I love it, I love it, I love it. The other day, I saw the new version of my truck. Huh, must be nice. And, and then I got back in my truck and I started hearing things that, I didn't hear before. I smelled some stuff that evidently I hadn't noticed. And I'm like, doggone it, if I'm not thinking, I wonder how much longer I'm going to put up with this old thing. And then I reminded myself, wait a second, mine is paid for. <laughs> yeah, and I know that one's not. And so there's no way that, yeah. anyway. Yeah. Isn't it interesting how you begin to resent what you have? You begin to resent what you have when you compare it to something you don't have. You begin to resent it to the point of discouragement and even despair. See, that's the danger. The danger of comparison is that, is that it doesn't change the stuff. It changes you. You once felt good about it, and now you don't feel so great about it. Here's an exercise I think that might help. Something that I think if you tried this, and, and relax, it's not a real exercise. <laughs> 
It's a mental exercise. Oh, yeah, I'm good with that. I'm good with mental exercises. Right. If you tried this and you started saying this to yourself, and I mean talking to yourself like in the healthy way, kind of talking to yourself. But if you were to look at your situation and look at your life and then say this to yourself, think this to yourself, this is my life. Now, it's a statement. If you ever start turning this into a question, that's a different thing. Where you look at your and go, this is my life. This is to see, yeah, I've done that too, right? This is my life. This is my life. Okay, that's a different problem for a different day. But it's about talking to yourself and going, hey, wait a second. This is my life. Let me take just a second and break this down. This is a great exercise. You ought to try this. No matter what situation you're in, especially negative situations, you go, this is my life. This, let's break it down. This is my life. This right here, what I'm experiencing is my life. This is my life. There's no need for me to compare it to anybody else or to anything else. This is my life. I have what I have. I am who I am. And the people in my life are the people in my life. Good, bad, or indifferent. That's the way it is right now. This is my life. So comparing it won't do anything but change me. It doesn't change the thing. It only changes me. This is present moment. It's happening right now. It's not something in the past. It's not something in the future. It in this moment is your reality, whether it's good or bad. We've actually said things like that. I can't believe this is my life. I can't believe this is happening to me. This is your life. Whether you like it or not, asked for it or not, signed up for it or not, this is your life. This is my life. It's not your life. This is my life. It's not their life. God didn't give my life to them. and He didn't give their life and situation to me. This is my life. God has given it to me. I can't wish it away. I can't deny it away. It is in my life. It is on my plate. It is in my world. This is my life to live. This is my life. And I have one, one, one. And I don't get another. This is my life. No matter what's going on, I I don't get to go back and redo. I don't get another shot. And here's the deal. As depressing as this seems, I believe all of us will get to the end of our lives and look back and go, that was it. That was it. And if I could go back, if I could go back, I wouldn't say that. And if I could go back and realize that was my life, I wouldn't have done that. And if I could go back and realize that that moment that I was wishing away, that moment that I was denying away, that moment that I was just running away from, that was my life. I wish I could go back and unsay that and redo that and relive that. And obviously we won't be able to. That's why I'm telling you now, So we ought to start today. This is my life. This is my life. This is my life. And live it. Live it with purpose. Let's get it right the first time. Because you won't get back that opportunity to redo later. To be thankful for this moment. For this life. 
And I know it's hard. I know it's hard. And some of you are thinking, this is so hard to do. You don't understand. You just don't understand my situation. If you understood how bad my life is right now, well, first of all, I can promise you it's not nearly as bad as you've convinced yourself it is and as you want everybody else to think it is. Okay? Here's what I found to be true. People who really have hard times going on in their life rarely talk about it. The people who are like, oh my gosh, my life is so over. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. There's drama queens, right? There's drama. It's all that is. Look, this is worse. No one understands. This is just the worst thing ever. And they're constantly blowing up over little nothings. They don't have a clue what a bad life is. Don't have a freaking clue. People whose lives are really, really bad. You ever noticed? They just endure them. Until somebody out from the outside notices, wait a second, they need help. Yeah, it doesn't matter how, and I know you may be thinking, no, I, I get you, the, the power of gratitude, but, but honestly, just between me and you, Pastor, it, it, you don't understand what's going on in my life, and I'm talking about genuinely. You're, you're struggling. I'm not talking about the drama stuff, okay? I'm talking about, yeah, so, so to be grateful, it just it seems unrealistic. And you understand, I find myself comparing my life to other people because it's, it's like a, a mental getaway where I kind of wish it away, kind of put myself in somebody else's life and, and kind of hope it away and wish it wasn't mine and what it would be like to have their life. I get it. I understand. And, and, and I understand fighting through discouragement and, and even moments of depression where you're just like, I just, if you understood what was going on in my life. Well, here's the deal. The power of gratitude. I understand that what you're going through in your life makes you want to compare to everybody else and anything else other than what you have, who you are, and the people in your life. I get it. We've talked about that in this series. But the power of gratitude will set you free from that trap. It will. If you will begin to understand the power of one little bitty word and the power that one little bitty word makes. And we'll talk about what that one little bitty word is in just a moment. But let me get us there. We find it in the writings of Paul in the first century. And Paul the apostle is writing to a group of Christians in the first century in the city of Thessalonica. Uh, Thessalonica, I just like saying that because it's a really long word that I actually can pronounce. So, Thessalonica, uh, happening town in the Mesopotamian area back then. Kind of a melting pot of cultures, a melting pot of ideologies, a melting pot of philosophies. It's an interesting place. Paul's writing to a group of Christians in the new church. He wrote to them a couple of times, and in his first letter to them, he was encouraging them, trying to give them hope and perspective and helping them discover the difference it really makes when you are trusting and following Jesus, the difference Jesus makes in your life. And towards the end of his letter, he begins to kind of wrap things up. You know, he had talked about a lot of stuff. And you know how sometimes, you know, at the end of a conversation, you kind of hit the high points, right? This, then this, don't forget this and this and this, you know, when you're on a phone conversation or if you're actually writing a letter or sending a long email and there's a lot of, in, you know, a lot of information at the end, you kind of hit the high points and, and you make sure you don't forget this, 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 and this. And you know, like you're having a conversation with your husband or your wife and you're giving them a bunch of information and then all of a sudden you get there, but whatever you do, don't forget this, 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 and this. This is like one of those moments, okay? And this is what he says wrapping up this letter. 
Always be joyful. Yeah. Y'all have a nice day. You're like, no, 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 what? Always, 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 yeah. It's what he's going to talk about in the next few moments. Actually makes that possible. Because he wouldn't tell you to do it if it wasn't possible. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Hmm, does this mean never stop praying? Does it mean never stop praying like never get to an amen where you do anything else other than pray? Does it ever get, does it mean that or whether you're driving the car or, you know, you're in your sleep, you know, at work, you should just always be praying. Is that what it means? No, 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 no. What, what he's meaning is always be in this ongoing conversation, an ongoing conversation. Do you remember, okay, this will help. Do you remember back in the, in the sitcom days, like when sitcoms were like kind of new still, and, and it would get to the cliffhanger at the end of an episode, and then it would cut off, and the words on the screen, to be continue dot 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 to be continued dot 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 they would actually tell you come back next time and we will finish this episode or we will finish the story to be continued you remember that and the next week you will learn who shot jr you guys are old <laughs> if you don't know why that's funny first of all you're young and you just need to ask somebody with gray hair right but the same thing with like friends. I'm not sure if they, I can't remember, but it was about in the mid '90s where they stopped doing that so much, and now it's just a given. Everything is to be continued, right? And now we have you know the fall finale. <laughs> Wait, there's a fall finale now? Okay, I'll hang on. And so, and so but it's that, that kind of idea, right? To be continued, to be continued. That's what prayer should be. Prayer should be to be continued, to be continued. An ongoing conversation. That's what Paul was getting at when he was saying, never stop that. Never stop that. Always be talking and in an ongoing conversation with your Heavenly Father. And then he drops this on them. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Be thankful in all circumstances. I think it's easier to always be joyful. <laughs> I think it's easier to never stop praying. But wait, be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you. And he's specifically talking to Christians. Even though this will work for anyone, he's talking specifically to Christians and saying, do you want to know what God's will is? Everybody talks about God's will. All Christians, at least, talk about God's will. I want to know what the will of God is. Here's what the will of God is. It happens to be the same thing for you as it is for me. To always be joyful, never stop praying, and be thankful in all circumstances. Always be joyful, never stop praying, ongoing conversation, and be thankful in all circumstances. But you get to this last part. <coughs> and if you're like me, you go, and all? <coughs> all? All. Right? He, he did say all. Circumstances. Yeah. All. So is there a circumstance that doesn't fit in all? No, it's all of them. Yeah, but, but maybe in the Greek, all means something different than all. No, it means all. That's all it means. All? Yeah. But when you and I begin to understand what this means, we'll see it's pretty doable. Because at surface, when you say all circumstances, that sounds impossible. It sounds clueless. It sounds fake. It sounds unrealistic. It sounds like one of those stupid things that Christians say that nobody really knows what it means. Not even Christians. You ever picked up on that? Sometimes Christians say things like, you know, well, I can't stand her, but I love her in the Lord. Like, what the heck does that mean? Right? Won't you just love her? 
right? Why don't you find out what it means to love her? I love her in the Lord. I'm not sure the Lord wants that put on him. Right? Or this, you know, we can't be there. We can't be there. We can't be a group or we can't serve or we can't be there. We can't be a church. But hey, we'll be there in spirit. <laughs> what? Here's the deal. If your spirit shows up, we got issues. <laughs> well, we're, we're in problems, right? I got problems. So you, you keep your spirit with you. Don't be sending it anywhere. And won't you just be here, okay? Or just show up or just don't and be honest about why you're not. Don't, don't do this. Oh, be there in spirit. And other Christians are like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I get in my car. I'm like, I don't know what that means. This sounds like one of those things. Be thankful in all circumstances. Well, Paul don't know. Paul don't know. Paul don't know my marriage. Paul doesn't know my family. Paul doesn't know my job. Paul doesn't know the bills that I have to pay. Paul doesn't know my life. Paul doesn't, wasn't evidently with me in the doctor's office this week. Paul doesn't know, or he wouldn't say be thankful in all circumstances. The key to this is one little bitty word, one little bitty word that makes a huge difference, and it will unlock the power of gratitude in your life in such a way that you're not dominated by comparison. And it's this little bitty word, in. Be thankful in all circumstances. In. Because see, you read this and I read this, and we think what he's saying is, be thankful for all circumstances. That is not what he said. That is a completely different thing. To be thankful for something is different than to be thankful in something. And you ought to be thankful for that, that there's a difference between thankful for and thankful in. Now, here's the deal. When good things are happening in your life, it's just good. You can be thankful for it. I can be thankful in it. I can be thankful around it. I can be thankful on top of it. I can be thankful underneath it. It's just good. It's just all good. Hashtag blessed. It's just good, right? But eventually, you're going to have something happen in your life, and maybe you've got a situation in your life right now. Relationship, health, job, money, you fill in the blank. And what you need to learn and I need to learn is what it looks like to be thankful in what we may not be able to be thankful for. And that almost seems wrong. Wait a second. We can do that? Yeah. That's actually what God is asking us to do. It almost seems irreverent. It almost seems unholy. What? Not to be thankful for, but be thankful in. Wait, that's, those, that's just semantics. You're just playing with words. No, 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 no. No, words mean something. Words mean something. That's the reason they're put there. It's a whole different thing to be thankful in. What you may or may not be able to, in the moment, to be thankful for. Now, maybe down the road, maybe down the road, this horrible thing that you're going through right now, maybe down the road, once you get way past it, you'll be able to look way back and go, oh, man, I'm grateful for that period of life. I'm grateful for what happened back then. But even then, I think what you're actually going to be saying is, I wouldn't go back and do that again because that was awful. However, I am thankful for what happened in it and what God did in my life through it, even though I would never want to experience that again. Right? Yeah. You say, well, what's the difference? Two words. What's the difference between being thankful in, what you can't be thankful for, Two words, honesty and perspective. Honesty and perspective. 
It starts with honesty. It's about being real, not fake. We're not pretending. And I know it sounds super spiritual. It sounds super spiritual to say, I'm so thankful for everything. Well, that's great. You're probably just more spiritual than me, which is not hard to do. Maybe you're just more spiritual than all of us. That's fine. But we're not here to impress each other. I'm not here to impress you. You're not here to impress me. None of us are impressive to God in our natural state. It's just like he sees, he knows. You may not come right out and say, this sucks. But you, in your mind, you're thinking, what's up with this? What's up with my life? Oh, no, I'm thankful for. No, be honest. Be real. Be real. It's okay. It's okay to look at a situation in your life and go, I don't like this. I don't like it. Now, you're responsible with your attitude. You're responsible for how you respond to not liking it and how you treat others because you don't like it, but it's okay to not like it. Be honest. Perspective, perspective, perspective. It's attitude. It's even though I don't like what's going on in my life, And even though I don't feel like I can bring myself to thank God for this because I hate it so badly and I wish it wasn't there, I still have so many reasons in the situation and in spite of this negative situation, I have so many reasons to be grateful and to be thankful in it. It's the difference between honesty and perspective. Would you say, I'm going to be honest and say, no, 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 no. I don't want this. I don't need this. I don't like this. However, I can be, even though I may not be thankful for it, I can be thankful in it. Now, let's talk about what this looks like. Let's try it on for size a little bit. I'll give you some scenarios. So you can see how this works. These may or may not be your scenarios, but you'll see, see it well enough to be able to copy and paste into your own life with whatever you're going through right now that you go, this is why I compare. This is why I compare. I compare because of this. I compare because of that. Well, then think about that situation and let's talk and let's think about what does it look like to be thankful for, I mean thankful in, which you may not be able to be thankful for because it's so negative. Let's say, for starters, you lost your job. You got fired. You got laid off. Whatever. The company went under. You just lost your job. Now you're out of work. And for some of you, you're like, man, that is my reality. That just happened to me or that happened to me months ago. So that's real. For way too many people, that's real. Now, it just doesn't make sense to be thankful for the fact that you are now jobless. You ever found yourself going, I am so thankful that I have no work and I have no idea how I'm going to pay bills. Again, if that's you, you are more spiritual than me and all of us, and hats off to you. But I think deep down, you're going, man, what is up? What is up? Be honest. It's okay. However, even though you're not thankful for the fact that you have no job, you can still express gratitude in the situation. Because there are many other reasons to be thankful in the situation that you cannot be thankful for. For instance, you could be thankful... That you had the job. Well, over it lasted. You can be thankful that there are opportunities. Maybe you don't know where they are. Maybe you haven't figured it out yet. But there are other jobs out there. You can be thankful for the ability to work. Because a lot of people don't have that. You can be thankful that in between jobs, you have a little bit of extra time to spend maybe with the family or with the kids or to 
read a book. You can be thankful that one day somebody you love will also probably lose their job. And you'll be there to encourage them because you will know what it's like. See that? Let's, let's say that your situation is a money situation and you're really hurting financially, really hurting financially. And you're at a point where you don't know how you're making ends meet. I mean, to sit around and so we're so thankful, God, that we can't pay attention. We're so poor. No, no one's going to do that. We're so thankful that we're in a situation where we're having to decide what bill we're going to be late on this month. We don't want to be late on the same bill two months in a row. We were late on this one last month, and we're going to choose to be late on this one this month because we just can't pay them all at the same time. You understand? Some of you know this world very well. Yeah. So, so nothing inside of you goes, I'm so thankful for this, and that's okay. But you can still be thankful in that. You can be thankful that God has provided for you in the past. You're here, right? You're here. Yeah. You're probably not starving. Heck, you might even stand to lose a few. He provided for you in the past. And you can be thankful that his promise is he will continue to provide for you in the future. Now, you don't know how. That's what the anxiety, right? That's where you're trying to have faith. That's where you're trying to trust. That's where you're trying to not worry. I get it, but at least you have a promise to know that in the future, there's no indication that God's not going to take care of you in the future, just like he's taken care of you in the past, especially because he promised to do so. You can be thankful for that. You could even be thankful that the most important things in your life have nothing to do with money and can't be bought with money, can't be measured with money. Yeah. Let, let's say that your issue is health. You have bad health, right? It just doesn't seem right to come home after a cancer diagnosis and say, I am so thankful for cancer. I'm so thankful for heart disease. I'm so thankful for depression. I'm so thankful for anxiety. I'm so thankful for diabetes. I am so thankful when you fill in the blank. It just doesn't make sense. God, I don't think that's what God is asking you to do. He's saying, be thankful in it. Not necessarily for it, but in it. So even though I'm not thankful for my diagnosis, I am thankful. There are many things I am thankful. Hey, there's medicine. Medicine. I might not like to take it. I may not like the side effects, but there's medicine. And I can be thankful for insurance. I, I mean, it may be expensive, way expensive. Hey, and listen, I'm thankful that I live in a country where we have access to stuff like medicine and overpriced insurance. Yeah. We can try doing with all of that stuff. Some of you have. Some of you are. Right? You can be thankful for the fact that you're alive. Yeah. There's so many things to be thankful in when you can't be thankful for. Maybe you're in a relationship situation. It's hard to be thankful for. You can still be thankful in the fact that God is always at work and can change anyone. God can change anyone. God, not you, can change anyone. Now, yes, they got to be willing to be honest about the crap in their life. Yes, yes, but he has a way of bringing those kinds of things to the surface. Yeah. There's an opportunity for healing. 
Let's say someone you love just died. Someone you cared for. It's gone. They're not coming back. And your heart's broken. I mean, it makes no sense to be thankful. How can you be thankful for that? You have a broken heart. You're not thankful for your broken heart? No, that makes no sense whatsoever. But you can be thankful in this broken-hearted situation, having lost this loved one. You can be thankful in the fact that you have all these memories of your time together. Flip through the pictures. Be thankful for the time that you shared. Be thankful that you're still alive to make those kinds of memories with the other ones in your life that you love. You see, there's all kinds of ways to be thankful in which you may not be able to be thankful for. And when you do that, it'll help you stop this comparing. It'll help you stop being so sucked into the vortex, the black hole that is comparing what you have and who you are and and the people in your life. And as we wrap up, I just want to point this out about this whole gratitude thing. Being thankful in which you may not be able to be thankful for, all people can do this in any situation. Everybody can, even a non-Christian. You don't have to be a Christian to do this. Now listen, it helps. Jesus helps. Having Jesus in your life certainly helps. Being connected to Jesus certainly helps. But anybody can do this in any situation. I didn't say it would be easy. I didn't say it wouldn't take some practice. But you can be thankful in situations, you, any situation you may not be able to be thankful for. And it builds contentment. It helps you deal with this more and enough, more and enough, enough and more. And it helps build contentment to the point to where you can neutralize comparison. Snuff it out. Neutralize it. When it starts rearing its ugly head and you find yourself overwhelmed with, I wish I had and I wish I was and I wish they were and you're comparing to something else and someone else, then you start going, wait, 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 wait. I may have a negative situation here that I am not so jazzed about and I don't feel like I can be thankful for in the moment, but let me stop and realize this is my life and I have so much that I can be thankful in even though I may not be able to be thankful for. I may have to be thankful in spite of the things I can't be thankful for, but even though I can't be thankful for it right now, I can be thankful in it and you can start that whole process of calling it out. It will neutralize comparison. And when you do this, guess what happens? You become happier. Everybody wants to be happy. This will make you happier. I didn't say it would make your problems go away. See, see, comparison. Remember we talked about comparison doesn't change your problems. It just changes you. Gratitude may not change your problems, but it will definitely change you. And that's what we're looking for. We want to be happier. You, you will actually have less stress. And who doesn't want less stress? You will be a better person. You'll have a better attitude. It'll just get better. So I want you to think, as we close, about that negative, bad, horrible, difficult situation. And you're like, I can't be thankful for that. Not honestly. No, not honestly. I mean, if you want me to pretend and be fake and try to impress everybody with something super spiritual, then yeah, but no. Deep down... Oh, I wish I could do without it. I want you to think about that and ask yourself this question. How can I be thankful in it? Because see, that, that's the situation that you're going to find yourself constantly comparing to other people, constantly comparing to other people, constantly comparing to other things. How can I be thankful in it? And then allow God to help you shift your perspective. And focus on that. Because that is what sets you free from the trap of comparison. Time and time and time again. 
So let me pray for us. Let me invite you to pray. Father, we are so very well aware of how much we need this. And you know us so well. You know us so well. You, you know how, how quick we are to lose sight of how much we've been given and to just see our problems and just compare to other people and other things, other situations. And so, Father, I ask that you would help me, that you would help us to be honest and to change our perspective and to understand that we can still be thankful in and grateful in situations we cannot be thankful for. And thank you for that freedom. Thank you for the honesty and the grace and the room and the space to be able to live in that zone of not having to pretend to be thankful for things that we're struggling with. But at the same time, we can be grateful. The many reasons we can be grateful in that situation and in spite of the negative situation. And that's hard to do. So we need your help. If it was real easy, we'd already be doing it. So we need your help. We need your power. And we need your spirit to help strengthen us. To be able to be grateful in what we may not be able to be grateful for. And in that way, set us free from comparing. In Jesus' name, amen.